Welcome to Faith City Outreach, where your host, Marina Maria, reaches out to the world to discuss Christian topics and providing biblical solutions, as well as praying for the nations. Deuteronomy 31 verse 6 says, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. The music in this broadcast is provided courtesy of Zapsplat.com. Now, here is your host, Marina Maria. Welcome to Faith City Outreach. This is Marina Maria with today's special guest, Oliver Fleury from Switzerland, who has been the director for Youth with a Mission in Switzerland since 2012. Thank you, Oliver, for being on Faith City Outreach to share the global vision project called JC 2033 or Jesus Christ. 2033, which the Lord gave you in 1999, and you are also going to be sharing the godly visitation you experienced in March 2007 in Sydney, which profoundly changed your life. Oliver, I know you live in Switzerland. Did you grow up there? Yes, I grew up in Geneva, beautiful town with a beautiful lake. And I became Christian right there in the middle of the city, close to the Calvin Cathedral. Beautiful place. What was your childhood like? Yeah, uh, I, I was growing up in a, in a Catholic family, but we'd never been to church. Never, ever. I mean, it was almost uh, uh, a concept that was uh, foreign for us to go to church. It was a, an old thing, something that was uh, even a bit stinky. And uh, <laughs> and the truth is, uh, yeah, I, I tried my best to be uh, to be a child that could uh, uh, benefit for every single stuff and a- every single stupidity. And I really burned my wings on on both sides, if we can say that in English. I don't know. It's a a saying in French. So it was somehow a a happy childhood, but uh, without any any knowledge of of God or Jesus or whatsoever. So when did you come to Christ? Yeah, I had a a good friend of mine that we were, how could I say that, uh, thinking about the world together we we were uh, yeah dreaming and, and trying to rebuild the world you know and i was uh, i was 14 actually at that age and then one day he called me and he said i met jesus i met jesus and i thought oh poor guy how could i help him i mean he 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 is going on a path that is not smart i need to help him not to become a christian but then uh, finally i thought if this Jesus is, is true, which I believed it was not true, but if it's true, it could change the world. So he invited me into um, an outreach with Youth with Mission in the street of Geneva, by Lake Geneva. And uh, they had a little drama there. And uh, at the end of the drama, a preacher came and, and, and said an incredible message that changed my heart. And I said, you know what? I want this thing, uh, what is it called, uh, Jesus, you know? <laughs> so they prayed for me uh, right there on the street. And while they were praying for me, I, I heard a voice saying, what, you just, what just happened? I want you to share that to others. And I, I just turned and I said, who, who said that to me, you know? And the guy said, nobody. And I said, come on, don't, don't joke, you know, uh, who said this word, you know? And, and someone said, maybe it's God speaking to you. And I thought, wow, five minutes ago, I didn't know God exists. I didn't know he listened to our prayer. And I didn't know that he answered our prayer. And I didn't know he was speaking to, to his, uh, to his uh, son and daughter. So I had my catechism done in a few minutes. <laughs> and then I became a... Uh, on fire Christian uh, with a, a prayer life uh, with a faith that was uh, unstoppable uh, from from day one actually so, so who influenced yes who influenced your relationship with the Lord from then 
So um, it was this team of youth with a mission, YWAM, that was so passionate about Jesus. I thought, wow, I, if anyone would have told me that to be a Christian was so fun and so enthusiastic, I would have been Christian for all my life. But then mm-hmm. uh, they were uh, in, in collaboration with uh, two churches, uh, two uh, charismatic church, actually. And uh, I started to go to both, uh, to both uh, services, youth group or whatever event. I was on fire. I, I was 30. I was hungry about Jesus, you know. So I, I went to every meeting possible with those churches. And actually it was one guy, one guy from one of those churches that uh, took me under his arm and he said, you know what, let's meet every Wednesday evening. We have a meal together and we chat about God and we read the Bible together and we pray. And I thought, okay, if you think it's fun, let's do it, you know. But the truth is that made my foundation uh, to be a, a strong Christian and, and in the ministry now for 25 years. This is this guy who shared with me uh, Swiss cheese and, and, and wine at that time, you know, <laughs> that we were able to, to talk about God in, in a way that was uh, culturally appropriate for a teenager like me. And I became uh, a youth leader, uh, then a youth pastor in the youth group, and then, uh, and then I, I was trained as a pastor. So praise God again. Yes, and I also read your website biography, and it mentioned that in 2012, you became the director for Youth with a Mission, and it's a full-time job of 250 full-time staff members. Correct. Please tell us more about the vision for Youth with a Mission. Yeah, so... Youth with Mission started uh, very simply 60 years ago in the, in the U.S. with a, a, young, a young guy who, who thought, uh, I won't help the young Christian to have a, an experience with God. So he, he brought them from, from L.A. To, um, to Mexico, actually, just to wow. share faith and to share Bible. They, they, they really share literature and, and all that. And the youth group started to be awakened. So, um, and then he had a, a vision of, of waves crashing on, on shores, and that was everywhere on earth. And, and when he looked closer, it was not water, but it was young people. So actually, he started a training, and he started this training in Switzerland, like 25 minutes uh, drive from where I live. And this center became the University of the Nations with 1,000 locations all around the globe. And you have now uh, something like 25,000 YWAMer staff of Youth with the Mission. And uh, Youth with the Mission Switzerland was one of the first nations to, to start with this vision. And uh, today we are still training hundreds and hundreds of young people to say, you know what, what the Lord has put in your heart, just go for it and share about it and and share the good news to whoever. And for sure, having young people uh, doing that somehow, they do mistake, they are not very flexible or not very uh, uh, orthodox in a sense, you know, but the truth is they are full of God. And, and God is uh, patient with those guys. And beautiful things are still happening everywhere on earth. Praise the Lord. And they are so full of energy and so full of life. Absolutely. I just love being with the youth because when they witness, they just have that energy that is so contagious. Yes. And you just want to praise and worship the Lord with them. Correct. Oliver, I read from your website that your project, the Global Project, JC 2033, or Jesus Christ 2033, um, was born from your heart, or the Lord gave you this vision in 1999. And also, it was in March 2007 that you received a godly visitation in Sydney, which deeply touched your life. Please share more details about this Visitation. So, 
when I say uh, 1999, actually it was New Year's Eve. I was with my wife. I'm married since uh, almost 30 years now. Uh, We have two children. And uh, we were three couple in a big jacuzzi nearby um, the, the lake of Geneva. And it was snowing. So it was really fun to be in the jacuzzi and, and the snow came down, you know. <laughs> and and we were chatting about the Y2K bug. Do you remember? Uh, people were afraid that turning from 1999 to 2000, the computer will collapse and we will not have food and, <laughs> and water and, and, and bank. And so the big collapse. Actually, it was a few minutes before uh, New Year's Eve, and, and we were laughing in, in the jacuzzi, saying, oh, maybe the, the whole thing going to collapse, you know, we'll not have electricity anymore. And then I, a, a thought struck me, and I, it was like, oh, few days ago, we could have celebrated 2,000 years of the birth of Jesus, and we didn't. And I was just so ashamed, so frustrated, so unhappy with myself saying, I should have thought about it. I should have done something. Did the church did something? And I haven't heard anything. So I was so Mm. deeply frustrated that we missed such an opportunity to tell the world. I mean, it was the the Christmas that we should celebrate, the 2000 years, Mm -hmm. actually being a bit more smart uh, later. I discovered that the, I mean, discover, no, but uh, the 2000 anniversary of his birth was more on the Christmas 2000, even though all of us know that he was not born in the year zero because zero didn't exist and he was born maybe um, 4 BC. Well, this is not the problem. The, I, I did some research worldwide later and I discovered only few places. Uh, that uh, did massively something about the 2000 birth of, uh, of Jesus, like the Catholic Church, but also uh, in Norway, all the church came together to do a massive event uh, on the year 2000 for the 2000 anniversary of the birth of Jesus. But in Switzerland, in, in the US, uh, around the world, nothing was globally organized for that. And I was so frustrated. But then I thought, the opportunity is missed, too bad, that's it. In 2007, uh, after 10 years of ministry uh, with my wife, full-time ministry here in Switzerland and in France and, and French uh, Africa, um, the Lord really led us to go to Sydney, Australia to do another Bible school. I did my first Bible school at Christ for the Nation Institute in Dallas, Texas. Mm-hmm. in 96, 97. And then in 2007, 10 years later, we felt the Lord led us to go to Sydney, Australia, where we did a, another level of uh, a theological course. And there, uh, one morning, uh, I, I don't know exactly what happened. It was just pure grace, you know. Uh, and I arrived to the, 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 the church, actually, where we had the, the, the classes. And it was chapel time. And uh, entering the, the, the chapel, I felt, wow, the presence of God is so strong. Something, something is so thick, you know, and so beautiful. It was like a, a, a fragrance of revival, if I can say spiritually. I don't know. So we started worship and I felt really to enter the, 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 the gate of, of, of heaven in a sense. It was so mm. beautiful. And then at one moment, I don't know exactly what happened. It never happened to me before, nor after. But it was like a a clap. And I could see that I was out of space. And and I could see the earth on one side, on one, on just there. I could see the earth on one shot. And, and, And there where the sun started to reach the time zones, I saw immense, beautiful, powerful light coming from the earth to the sky. And it was so fascinating, so beautiful, so powerful. I had to sit and I said, Jesus, 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 what is that? And I had something in my heart. It was not, uh, it was not uh, 
God speaking to my ears. It was an impression in my heart that uh, it was the 2000 anniversary of the resurrection. And then I said, Jesus, but what, what is this thing? It is so great and powerful. And, and I had inside that those light is the worship of people. And then in an, in an instant, I could see a big crowd of people, uh, people with all races, people with all ages, ages uh, young and, and old and, and male and female and, and, and color people and, and, and Mexican and whatever people from all around the world. And I said, who are there and what are they doing? And again, this feeling they are worshiping me for the 2000 anniversary of the resurrection. And when I, when I, I received this somehow revelation, I, I, I don't have the right word. I'm not sure exactly what word I should use in English. But when, when that happened to me, I knew somehow, it was so strong that I knew what was my mission for life. It was to try to bring the church and the Christian in unity uh, globally to celebrate the 2,000 years of, of the resurrection of Jesus. So at, at one moment, I was so excited and so full on with, with the, the grace of, of God. And at the same moment, I thought, wow, but I'm so small. I'm nobody. I have no money. I'm not from the right family. I'm not from the right country. <laughs> I, I mean, Lord, you, you did a mistake with my phone number. I'm not the guy. <laughs> I'm not the guy. You need to find another guy, uh, some, someone else, you know. But, um, and I wrote a book about that, uh, how the Lord spoke to me, but also how he confirmed and how he opened doors that are just incredible. He, he opened the door of the Vatican. He opened the door of the Evangelical Alliance, uh, World Evangelical Alliance, the WCC, the World Council of Churches. I met all the heads of 93% of Christianity on earth, and all that by His grace. Amen. And Oliver, I know you said that you felt that the Lord made a mistake in calling you to do this, but he did know that you have a yielded, a yielded heart. And that's yeah. what he wants. He wants us to yield our lives to him. Absolutely. One day I spoke with a pastor in, uh, in Phoenix, Arizona, actually. And, and he, he said to me that the Lord asked him to do something for, for his ministry. And, and he said to the Lord, oh, okay, you... Yeah, well, you are choosing me because um, I'm a millionaire. So it's easy for you. You don't have to put money into the project. (laughs) And the Lord said, no, I'm not choosing you because of your wealth. I'm choosing you because the the first 200 I asked, they said, no, you are the first who said yes. (laughs) And and somehow I have the feeling that I was behind in, in a room and Jesus asked the crowd, so who would like to take care of this 2000 anniversary of the resurrection? And I raised my hand. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't raise my hand because I, I want to say yes. I raised my hand because I didn't understood the question, you know? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no. okay. I, I think the, the Lord knows exactly how he wants to do some, something on earth and how mm-hmm. he can keep the glory for, for himself and for his church, and not for one person. So I'm still a nobody, but I have a big God who opened doors that are impossible to open, and nobody can close them. Your short YouTube video that introduces your project, JC 2033, which celebrates 2,000 years of the resurrection of Jesus Christ, why is it so important to celebrate 2,000 years of the resurrection of Jesus in 2033? Mm. I think it's important to share about Jesus' resurrection every day. <laughs> exactly. And, and every Sunday when we celebrate, uh, you know, the, the uh, uh, God's meal, you know. Um, so the, the 2033, it's just an excuse. First of all, 
nobody knows the date when he was uh, born and when he was uh, crucified and when he resurrected. <laughs> so this is not the point. And we are not celebrating um, an anniversary, a 2000 thing. Yes, of course, this is what the media will speak about it. But right. uh, actually what we celebrate is an ongoing transformation of the heart of millions and billions of people around the world for 2,000 years without any stop. I think that is what we celebrate. So we can do whatever we want today, but why don't we take this round number of 2,000 to say, how could we be as crazy as that to, to, to dream what will be the best for my country or what would be the best for my city or what could be my wildest dream for my neighborhood to make sure every single one will hear that he is risen. So my dream, and I think this comes from God and I really say it humbly, uh, in this three hour in 2007 in Sydney, Australia, I think God gave me his promise that every single man on earth, men and women, of course, children, adults, uh, elderly, will hear that he is risen. And remember, 2007, we didn't have so much internet or, or, or smartphone or, you know. And, but today, you have a, a coronavirus happening. Everybody in the minutes around the world know exactly where is the vaccine, what's going on, you know. And, and the, the global situation has changed and it will change again and, uh, for, for 2033, which is in, in 12 years and few months. So uh, I'm absolutely convinced that if the church has the humility to unite, and I'm not talking about unity on theology, because I'm not sure we're going to have that before heaven, but uh, unity to say we all believe in the resurrection. Let's do something to make sure in my town, in my village, in my neighborhood, in my country, everyone, everyone will hear that he is risen for them and, and share the gospel in a very, very simple way. This is Marina Maria from Faith City Outreach, and I am speaking with today's special guest from Switzerland, Oliver Fleury, who has been the director for Youth with a Mission in Switzerland since 2012. We are talking now about the Global Vision Project he received from the Lord called JC 2033 or Jesus Christ 2033 which the Lord gave him in 1999. And also we're discussing the godly visitation he experienced in Sydney, which deeply changed his life. Oliver, has the Lord shared more about what will happen on earth after the world celebrates his resurrection in 2033? <laughs> yeah, very often people are... Uh, saying, oh, so if the Lord spoke to you about 2033, it means that he will not come before. <laughs> and I need to say that right away, uh, you know what? Jesus can come right now. And <laughs> I want to set my heart ready to welcome the King of Kings in my heart and on earth. So uh, if he come before, uh, 2033, I will be very happy. So I have much less work to do, you know? <laughs> but then he could also come much later. Remember the disciple said uh, he will come in this generation. And, and how many generations passed uh, until today? Do that mean that he is late or, or he forgot about earth or he forgot about us? No, he is asking his church to prepare the bride. And I think without judging, I'm, I'm not here to judge, I'm here to love. But uh, I think the church and Christian were busy doing a lot of stuff, uh, but not enough, I think, uh, not enough to share that he is risen. I mean, the, the disciple, when they realized that Jesus was risen from the dead, I mean, they didn't went to 
to a Bible school to be trained on theology, their full 100% theology was just one phrase. He is risen. I mean, their, their, their full strength of testimony was he is risen. That's it. And I think we don't need to be very complicated, but we <laughs> need to be on fire. So uh, I cannot say that the Lord spoke to me about what's going to happen after. What I know is in order for global celebrations, for global outreach, for global witness, we need a revival. And when I see the, the situation in the US or in Europe or uh, in the secular world, I would say the church is not ready. We need to fire up the church. We need to find a way to pray, to fast, to 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 shake <laughs> the church. And so maybe, preparation is needed. Oh, there, there's absolutely. a process that needs to take place. Absolutely. And, and, and for that to happen, we need to, to be ready for, ready to be, to be uh, shaken by the Spirit to say, oh, yeah, okay, I need to make that in order. And that is something I try to do with my life, with my wife, and with the ministry the Lord entrusted me to, is how could I be ready today, today, and, and next week, and next month for, for Jesus' work into my heart and to prepare the bride. You bring up a very important point. That is that we should be living as if Jesus is coming today. Mm. What has been the reaction from people about the JC 2033 project, especially during this uh, pandemic? Yeah. <laughs> so the, the, very often the first reaction in maybe it's yours, Marina, uh, is, uh, oh, how old am I going to be in 2033? You know, the, the distance of, of the, the years. And, and of course, I received this vision 26 years before it will happen, God willing. <laughs> and and this, this is a problem. Uh, this is a problem for many pastors or many people. And they said, you know what, with this beautiful vision, come to me a few years uh, before. 2030 mm. would be more than enough to prepare something for 33. But the truth is, uh, I really think we need much more time to heal um, church history, to heal our division, to ask for forgiveness uh, on mm. racial aspect, on, on social aspect, on gender aspect. Well, we, we really need to work on us <laughs> to, to, prepare, to prepare that. So that, that is one thing. And another thing is uh, I, I try to meet with head of churches, head of global church like Pope Francis, and, and I met him. And one of the first things he said, oh, I'm going to be dead in 2033, and, and he laughed. And a lot of those head of churches, uh, which are a bit older than me, said, it's not for me, so I cannot do anything for you. But the truth, and, and you said that, Marina, a few minutes ago, the preparation is very important. If we, if we prepare ourselves and say, okay, there is 12 years remain, how should we prepare ourselves, uh, just on a local level, for instance, or on a global level, in order to, to love more my neighbor, to love more the, the other church on, on the other side of the road that has not the same theology. But we, we, do, the, we do communion the same thing. We, we, we are reading the same Bible. We, we, are, we are waiting for Jesus' return the same way. So how could we make sure we walk together and discuss and share and pray and, and just and just love each other, as, as the Lord asks us in John 17 and in many other uh, verses. How could we love each other so much that uh, we can join arms and, and share the gospel in a very, very powerful way? And humbling ourselves to the sure. Lord. Sure. Yeah. Oliver, I know you travel around the world sharing your vision, but how are you reaching the unreached peoples of the world? For example, the Native Americans, the indigenous people. 
This is a, a very tough question, not only for for JC twenty thirty three, but for for Christianity. How do we reach the unreached people group? And and I think um, a lot of ministry have been working on that level, and and are doing a marvelous job, a fantastic job. But I'm very surprised that um, a lot of those unreached Uh, people group of the world they haven't heard about jesus but they have heard about coca-cola and google and uh, they have for some not all of course they have uh, uh, a smartphone (laughs) and uh, and i found that my neighbor here in switzerland could be called an unrich people group or unrich person because their view of the church is so foreign that for them Jesus means nothing and they have not an access that is interesting that is appealing uh, for Jesus so I think that the secularism and 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 the 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 time we are living in 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 the secular world is so strong on people to to push them away from from God, the Bible, and and, and the truth, that those unrich people uh, groups are just on my door. And uh, with my wife, we try our best here. So I really encourage uh, to to look at what the ministries, uh, like YWAM, Youth with a Mission, or or many, many others that I cannot just say right now uh, on top of my head, but uh, that are doing a marvelous, marvelous job to reach out to those unreached people group, sometimes in very, very remote places. Oliver, whenever you come to Phoenix, Arizona, I would like to introduce you to many Native Americans oh, and we you. can introduce your global vision and get them excited in Absolutely. participating in this because that's what I do on, um, on the side Wonderful. of radio is Wonderful. reach the Native lands. Now, Native Americans are experiencing as if they have been the forgotten people. Mm-hmm. They feel like God has forgotten them. Mm-hmm. And um, I would love for you and your wife to come and we could go yeah. out and um, you can share your vision. Oh, I'm in. Vision. I'm in. Actually, February 2019, I was in, um, in Quebec, Canada, and we drove very far up north to, to meet um, a people group. Um, the, the name of this group is Atikamek. And uh, they have been um, reached somehow with the gospel. It was Catholic uh, missionaries. But today, I mean, very, very small, a very small amount of them are believing. Uh, whatsoever and so we went there and I met with one of the chief and I spoke to him and I said look uh, imagine everyone on earth we will celebrate 2000 years of the of the resurrection how would you for your people to celebrate 2000 years of the resurrection and actually he posed and and I could see the tension in him he was not really sure how to answer but he said look I think we will gather our tribe and maybe gather even other tribes together and and we will do a massive powwow and massive dance uh, a massive feast we will have food we will have uh, we will rejoice together uh, that he is uh, risen from the dead and i was i was almost in tears you know it was beautiful because it was in his culture, with his word, with his um, ways of, of celebrating. And he doesn't need to go to a stadium or a cinema or, mm-hmm. or whatever, you know, urban, uh, secular way of, of worshipping. He, he, he said, let's do it our way. And this is exactly what we want. We don't want with uh, JC 2033 to tell anybody how they should do it. 
who are we in Switzerland to say to Native American, to Aboriginal in, in, in Australia, to, to African, how they should worship the Lord? I mean, <laughs> we have no right to do that. But the only thing that I think the Lord asks us to do is to say, hey, you, from your people, your tribe, how would you celebrate 2,000 years of the resurrection? And how would you make sure everyone in your tribe, in your land, will hear that he is risen? Amen. Oliver, I know you have five pillars that will bring this global vision to reality. One, prayer, two, love, three, unity, four, celebration, five, witness. I'd like to focus on that one pillar, which is unity. You briefly mentioned it, mentioned it earlier because we know there are divisions between different Christian denominations. And I am curious, how do you confront this challenge? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, it's a very complex question if we want to, to, to address the, the fullness of it. But the very simple way is when you come closer to Jesus, whatever denomination you are from, whatever culture you are from, the closer you come to the one who gave his life for us and, and who is risen, then we, we become more, more brothers and sisters. I had the chance to go to 55 nations. I did 12 times the circle of the earth. And I've met beautiful, beautiful, beautiful Christians around the world. Do they have the same theology as myself? Not at all. Uh, Do they worship the way I do and I'm comfortable with? Not at all. Uh, Was it sometimes that I was very uncomfortable and and not at ease with my with my theology with them yes sometimes i'm just like lord how could you love them i mean it's impossible but the truth is um when we all gonna be in heaven because i i believe the grace of god is higher than than my theology when we're gonna be in heaven together there, there will not be fight against a word or a dot or, you know, it will be, it will be love. We will be like in a bath of, of love with each other. And our differences will be more a, a subject of curiosity than of judgment. And the Lord said to us, and I said that before, uh, he asked us to love. He doesn't ask us to judge. So for my little brain, that is a, sometimes a bit too hard. And, and, and I fall into the trap of, of saying, yeah, yeah, but, you know, but this is too far. And you know what? I have seen beautiful Christian with crazy theology and the Lord was with them. <laughs> so if he can be with them, I can be with them as well. So yes. it, is, it is a very, uh, not stupid, but a very incomplete answer, I agree. But, but you know what? The truth is, uh, my mother-in-law had her 80th birthday a few months ago, and she invited her three children. And the three tri- children have all husband and wife and all children. So we were all together. And you know what? We didn't come together because our differences. We didn't come together because we agree on theology or we agree on what we eat or how we, how we do sex or how we, we save money. No, we came together <laughs> because the grandma, because the mother-in-law and, and because of her birthday. So uh, I think with Jesus, it should be somehow the same. Could we come together just for him, just because he loved us first? not because of our differences, our cultural differences, or our way of doing what whatsoever. Or, yeah, we should just come because him, because of him, because he is our savior and he's our Lord. Someone yes. said to me uh, that uh, the, the walls that separate churches doesn't reach heaven. 
And when we, we arrive there, uh, I guess our theology will melt before the beauty of, of his love. Amen. On your website, it says, however, the purpose is not to unify all churches with particular teachings or to prop up one organization over another. We strive to be multicultural, multi-ethnic, multi-dominational, and multi-generational. And then you include a really beautiful scripture, John 17, verse 21, that they may all be one as you, Father, are in me and I am in you. May they also be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. You see, this is absolutely key, absolutely key. When we are together, there is a spiritual mechanism that happens. And what is that? Twofold. The first one is it brings glory to God. So on the opposite, if we are divided, this brings shame. To God. Okay, I will not go much further into that. Second thing, when we are together, these spiritual mechanisms start that our witness, our sharing the good news that He is risen, makes sense. It's like if if I will be um, divorced to my wife and say, you know what, come to me. I have a website and I will explain everything that I know about. Um, uh, being being husband and wife and people will say okay how long have you been married oh well i have four wives i, I had four wives and four marriage but you know this is not important i know now what what is the truth no if you don't live the truth how could you talk about it if you don't live unity how could you talk about it but when we are united it gives us the the right and the power and that is very important the power to speak out that he is risen. So it, it gives the authority of our testimony. Yes, so, we can witness. Correct, correct. If so you notice, and I'm sorry. The, the, the goal of unity is not unity. The goal of unity is to put power in our, in our sharing the gospel and, and bring fruit. It, it's the same with a couple. Uh, if I would say, uh, you know, I'm married, but I'm not practicing. <laughs> I'm married, but we don't live in the same house and not, we don't go to the same bed, you know? People said, crap, what is your thing? It, it, it's, it's stupid, you know? Uh, but the truth is, as we are united with my wife, what is the fruit, the normal, natural fruit? I mean, of course, there is ex- exceptions, and, and I don't want to go there, but the fruit is we have children's you know <laughs> and the fruit of spiritual unity is also fruitfulness if you have no fruit maybe there is a question of unity uh, I, I just bring that in and you know <laughs> yeah and what's interesting oliver as i'm reading your website you have these in order and i'm not sure if you realize this but you have mm-hmm. one prayer Sure. So even before we go out and witness, even before we go out and love and unify ourselves Absolutely. with others, even before we go out and celebrate, there must be prayer. Yes, you're right. You're Preparing right. our spirit. Then you have to love. Mm. So our spirits are already prepared. And we mm. are going with the love of Christ Absolutely. to go out and unify with all the nations. Mm looking at them through the eyes of God, mm-hmm. then as we can do that, we can celebrate together Correct. with non-judgmental eyes. Mm-hmm. And as we do that, and after our gathering, in the Lord right now is showing me that vision that we can witness. We will bear the fruit mm-hmm. of being able to witness because people can see the love of Christ mm-hmm. in our lives. Mm. you're right beautiful Mm -hmm. and i just noticed that wow oliver what are some ways that people can get involved and participate in this project now like today (laughs) yeah (laughs) number one i know get ready and live as if christ is coming today exactly 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 i i I don't think we we have a 
an incredible idea or vision, whatever. Uh, let's be just truth, truthful Christian. Let's be just Christian on fire. And let's, let's make sure we, we are living out our Christian faith in our homes, in our churches, in our schools, in our university, in our jobs. And, and this, is the, this is the preparation. Also, I need to say that uh, we are dreaming to start a decade of the resurrection starting in 2023, starting at Easter 23, towards Easter 33, in order to have seven years of preparation where we could try to, to think, okay, in my town, in my village, in my street, how could we make sure next Easter will be something special? to say, hey, in 12 years, in 11 years, in 10 years, in nine years, uh, we will celebrate 2,000 years of the resurrection. So build the momentum. But then very often when I meet with uh, global pastors or international pastors, I ask them, hey, guys, what is your wildest dream for your city? How could you make sure in 2033, everyone will hear about it. Then you, often you see those guys sitting back on their chair, starting to think and, and sometimes pray, say, Lord, what will be the best way to reach everyone? And, and then you realize that you need to start now. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you cannot wait for, for 2030 or 31 or 33. You, know, you need to start now. And very often when I meet head of ministries, I said, you know what? Don't change anything. Don't change anything. The Lord has entrusted you with a special gifting. Mm. Do it. Do it even better with more mm-hmm. faith. <laughs> and set up a goal for 2033 to say, by that time, for the 2000 anniversary, the gift I want to give to Jesus for that 2000 anniversary, it will be this one. And, and I'm not the one to say what they need to say and to do. But uh, if we try to have 2033 as a, as a milestone, a target, and, and, and then you have that with the 2.4 billion Christians around the world, the world will be shaken. Amen. Oliver, thank you so much for being on Faith City Outreach to share the Jesus Christ 2033 Global Vision uh, project that the Lord had given you. And to celebrate the 2,000 years of the resurrection of Jesus Christ, can you please close in a short prayer in French? I would love to do that. Of course, I can, I can hardly speak English, you can hear, with my French accent. But uh, praying is really with my heart language, my mother tongue, and that is French. So, I'll pray. Thank you. Seigneur Jésus, je te remercie pour ce moment avec Marina. Je te remercie pour tous ceux qui vont entendre ce message et qui vont le recevoir. Seigneur, mes mots sont que mes mots. Et mes mots, s'ils ne sont pas appuyé ou même supporté, porté par ton esprit, alors c'est que des mots. Et Seigneur, j'aimerais te demander que des centaines et des milliers de personnes puissent entendre ce message d'espoir, que tu es vivant aujourd'hui, que tu transformes des vies encore aujourd'hui. Et Seigneur, que des milliers de gens puissent venir à toi, lire la Bible, te prier, rejoindre d'autres chrétiens, aller à l'église pour vivre une vie pleine et en pleine harmonie avec toi. Seigneur, viens chercher ton épouse et aide-nous à préparer ton épouse pour quand tu reviendras. Que ton nom soit glorifié et que ton Église se réveille. Au nom de Jésus. Amen. Amen. Encourage you to pray and get behind this incredible movement. In eternity, you'll be so glad you did that. Let's figure out how to come together around the world to mark this day, which is like no other day. Why we don't start today? Le seul événement qui a eu lieu et qui ne passera jamais, c'est la résurrection de Jésus-Christ. Let's join up together and all over the world as God's family to celebrate this great anniversary. 
to witness the common values that we all share together and to witness the resurrection of Christ. Comment je vois l'unité En fait, je la vois pas parce que c'est tellement l'œuvre de Dieu, mais je sais une chose, c'est qu'elle se fera autour de la personne de Jésus. We will celebrate 2000 years of resurrection and we will spread the gospel around the world. It's Jesus celebration 2023. Do not miss it. Big celebration. It's going to be glorious. God bless you. I'm excited about it. 2000 years ago. One event changed the course of history. transforming lives for eternity. Are you ready to celebrate the 2000th anniversary of Jesus Christ's resurrection? Imagine all nations celebrating Jesus around the world. Imagine His church uniting in prayer and worship. Imagine our neighbors touched by the love of Christ. Join us for the Jesus Celebration 2033. We have run out of time, but we will return next Sunday with another guest the Lord has brought to Faith City Outreach. Psalm 117, praise the Lord, all you nations, extol him, all you peoples, for great is his love toward us, and the faithfulness of the Lord endures forever. Praise the Lord. You have been listening to Faith City Outreach with Marina Maria as she interviews Christian pastors and leaders to discuss scriptures and topics affecting the Christian community and to pray for the nations. If you need to contact Marina Maria, please email her at fcoprogram at gmail.com. That email again is fcoprogram at gmail.com. Until next time, Marina wants to remind you from Matthew 6, 33, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. The music used in this broadcast is used courtesy of Zapswat.com.